Alexandria, Louisiana, 71307. Or call us at 318-561-0064. And leave a message. Join us next Saturday at 12.15 p.m. FM 70,000 watts of gospel power. Power beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi and the flat plains of West Texas and the beaches and bayous of Louisiana. KAYT 88.1 FM. Good afternoon. I'm Bishop Kenny Townsend along with my wife, Minister Milton Townsend. And you're now tuned in to Moments of Inspiration Perfecting the Saints right here on KAYT. Sit back and enjoy the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord and all of his hosts. And thank you for tuning in to another session of Moments of Inspiration, perfecting the saints right here on KAYT, 88.1 FM, Alexandria, Louisiana, and surrounding areas. I'm your host, Bishop Kenny Townsend, along with my beautiful wife of 26 years, none other than in the person of... Minister Mildred Townsend. Minister Mildred Townsend, and together we bring to you this well-rounded radio broadcast ministry that is especially formulated to minister to the whole man, primarily in these end times, knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ is soon to come. And the Word of God says in the book of Revelation, in case you haven't read that book lately, you need to go back into it and check it out. He that is filthy, when the Lord comes, let him be filthy still. He that is a man righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Why are you saying that, Bishop Townsend? Well, there is a facade and masquerade guiding God's people think, amen, that we can fall, amen, a liar, a whoremonger, a cheater, and that we're going to rise this holy, sanctimonious person. Not going to be that way. The Bible lets us know that as a tree fall, so shall it lie. Amen. That just simply saying, amen, that we can't go this way, amen, thinking that we can cheat death or we can cheat God or we can cheat his Holy Spirit, amen, by living a life that is rambunctious, that is evil, that is contemptible, and then all of a sudden, in a split second, amen, everything is going to be just made right. Well, that did happen with Jesus and the thief. But I've got to serve you notice. You're not the thief. You're not on Calvary. You're not on Golgotha. And since that time, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. And that's the reason why he said the day, Minister Mildred, that you hear my heart, do what? Harden. The day that you hear my voice. My voice, okay. Harden not. Your heart. Yes. Simply saying, brothers and sisters, that as the word of God is shared with you right now. Amen. Now is the day of yes, salvation. Yes. So, so I mean, don't get me wrong. And, and this is going to bust a lot of people's bubbles. Amen. But, you know, a lot of this deathbed salvation that we love to proclaim and, and wait right to the last minute. Amen. See, the Bible lets us know that there's no excuse. He said he's willing that what? None, None. perish, but that all come to repentance. Yes. That's simply saying that somewhere in your life, God is going to send somebody to you to tell you that, listen, it's time for you to make a change. That's right. It's time for you to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, again, the enemy is making people think that they got time. And I know a lot of time they've come right at the deathbed. And are you willing to accept Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is the God that we serve ain't got to wait till you get ready to get died. That would be that would be a terrible God to serve, Minister Mildred. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would it would show how less effective that he is. Amen. But he does have a time set. 
Yes. And when we hear his voice and we neglect to do it, then we are bringing the damnation on ourselves. And then the word of God clearly tells us this too. It says, but if this gospel be hid, be hid mm-hmm. it is hid from them that are lost already. Yes, Simply saying, some people have chosen that, you know what? I don't want to live for That's God until right. I get ready. I'm not going to accept Jesus Christ until I get yes. ready. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why when Jesus came on the set, Minister Mildred, he told the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees, had they confessed mm-hmm. and said that they had yes, sin, yes. then their sins would have been removed from them. But because they did not want to acknowledge in their hypocritical, pharisaical state of mind, he said, your sins will be retained. Retained. That's the word. Well, brothers and sisters, it simply says this. Even while Bishop Townsend and Minister Mildred are sharing the word with you, someone needs to be making a conscious decision right Mm. now that I wish to alter my state of mind. Mm. I wish to change my frame of mind from thinking that I've got it, as the country folks say, going on yes, Lord. to realize that, you know what, I'm still lacking. Yes, Lord. I'm still lacking the things of God. Yes, you've got a nice car. Yes, you have a nice home. Yes, you have all type of theological degrees behind your name. But in essence, you're still a filthy rag. Yes, Lord. In the eyesight of God. The Apostle Paul made it plain when he said that all of those things that I had obtained from the Pharisaical perspective of mine, he said, I now count them all as D-U-N-G. You know what that is? Dung is waste. Whether Whether it is the cow dung or the sheep dung or human dung, it is still considered waste. Boo boo. Manure. He counted it all as manure. Yes, Lord. And so that's the way that God sees all of these so-called achievements that we have attained to ourselves, But the greatest attainment and the greatest achievement that you will ever come across is surrendering your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. On that note, Minister Middle, we're going to ask you to come with the scripture and uh, we're going to go before the throne of grace as always in Jesus name. Amen. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, truly hear my prayer today. First of all, thank you. Thank you, mighty God you are. Thank you, because there's nobody like you. Thank you, God. But there's no one that can do anything like you, Lord God. We just thank you for being such a great God. And Lord God, while you're here, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We ask you to look on the McDaniels today, Lord Jesus. Yes. Lord, we ask you to be with them and comfort them, Lord, as they... Lay lie that uh their loved one. Oh, glory to God. Yes. Glory to God. Bless yes. them today, God. Bless that mother, Lord, her only son. Hallelujah. Bless her today, God. Oh, yes, In the mighty Lord. name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, you yes. know all about it. Father, we ask you to comfort them. Oh, yes. This day, Lord God. Hallelujah. And each day that follows, Lord. Oh, yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, not only them. There's so many others all across this nation, God, Yes, Lord. that is in mourning right now. Right now. We're asking you, Lord God, to have mercy upon them today. Please, Lord. Comfort them, Jesus. Comfort only them. you can do. In the, name in the of mighty Jesus. name of Jesus. And, Lord, not only that, we're praying for homes to be put back together, Lord. Restore it back to A1 form, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we're asking you to look on all of your people, the sick, the bereaved, everybody, Lord God, under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Praise be to God, amen. Truly, brothers and sisters, we're 
Delighted to be in your midst today. Get on the phone, call a friend, call a neighbor. Tell them that Moments of Inspiration Perfecting the Saints is now on the air. As you well know, we have been in the arena of marriage and the family, oh, yes, yes. an institution, a man that um, that needs to be reconstructed primarily oh, in the body God. of Christ. Yes. Amen. As I said before, things are going to unfold around you day yes. by day. As my wife was sharing earlier, they're getting ready to lay. Uh, a lot of young people are being laid to rest. I'm yes. quite sure that even those of you heard, amen, we, we, we have jobs to do. We have work to do, brothers yes, and sisters. Lord. Amen. I wonder did how many of those children that were shot in Aurora, Colorado, had a chance to hear the gospel Milo. of Jesus Christ before they were gunned down. Yes. Amen. You see, we've got work to do. Work to amen. do. Amen. We've got work to do. And that's why we've taken it upon ourselves to speak about marriage and yes, the family Father. because the, uh, the body of Christ is being held in contempt. That's right. Held in contempt of not registering our children with the knowledge that they need to live, quote unquote, not just a productive life. Yes, you can go through this life living a productive life as far as what society calls productive. But we are held in contempt for teaching our children how to live what's called, quote unquote, a godly life. Amen. Bishop, before you go any further, when you said that, it just brought to me what I, I had seen on the uh computer on yesterday and i know some of the people out there in the radio land i uh, heard it too how these how in the world can we as leaders are supposed to be teaching our children when we're messed up ourselves Absolutely. and in this situation where the pastor had been uh, having an affair on his wife and the wife uh noticed something was going on so she uh called the uh the uh, uh telephone company which was I don't want to say the company well, don't name. don't say the company name. Yes, yeah. and she called the Pacific Company and uh, and got all the uh, uh, tr uh, records from it and found out that her husband was having an affair. Uh -huh. And then at the same time, instead of the husband coming clean and everything, he's going to get uh, sue the company for <laughs> letting the records be uh, allowed the wife to get. You know, and it goes to show you how in the world can the children, and we expect the children to do, and when we're messed up ourselves, when we're cheating, when we're uh, uh, going uh, texting and uh, having affairs and meeting at hotels, but yet we're saying our children are in trouble. No, the church is in trouble. And if the church, the head is messed up, you know everything else is going to fall out of place. So we today have to look further and being leaders, it's better for you to sit down because they're falling like flies. They're dying daily. And you're living a double life. You're up saying that you're this, but you're living ungodly. You, uh, you know, everybody find out. And this same lady, this uh, first lady, took the bills right to the church, right in front of the congregation, her children and all, and let them know what their so-called, quote, pastor was doing. And if this stuff is happening in the church, how in the world would our family, the children, you know, why do you expect more from them? when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Well, comes back to the fact, Minister Mildred, this. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. And so when it's all said and done, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why are these pastors cheating? Why are these first ladies cheating? Because they are captivated, captivated up in religion and not relationship. As we often said, God shared with me while I was in prayer and fasting, Minister Mitter, he said, you ain't seen nothing yet. I know that's right. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hey Amen. We just recently, not long ago, up in Louisiana, uh, New Orleans, a prominent uh, a female pastor. I knew Amen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. A female pastor. Amen. That's preaching holiness and righteousness and, and telling people about warfaring. 
and all of that stuff like that. Amen. But what did she do? Because the love of money is the root of all evil. Amen. And so you think if a person can burn down their house to get more money, which is nothing but a form of L-U-S-T. See, we often associate lust with just sexual uh, uh, promiscuity and perversion. But lust can overtake you in many areas. What do you think causes a person to just excessively lie? Lust. The need to feel that they're saying something important. Lust has a broad range, and that's the arena that we're in, Minister Mildred. Yes, that man, amen, sought to cover up his wrong just like David. And think not that the same spirits, amen, do the same thing. Any person that is not connected to Jesus Christ going to seek to cover it up. Man, woman, boy, girl, or any such thing. Yes, he sought the phone company and said the phone company wrecked his life. And said that because yeah. his heart started beating too fast and he started sweating profusely yes. that he's going to sue them he's because of the sue them ah, because they ah, please negro please do stuff like that but now why did god allow this to happen <laughs> jesus. And, and here's the thing about it here's jesus. the thing about it and here's what i want people to know everybody loves to get this thing uh twisted out of concern and, and whack and say you know well people are going to reap what they sow you'd but, better believe but, it but, but now what did she do to reap that I don't know what she did. My but My point I can... exactly. So it doesn't mean that she done anything. Sometimes because that there's a devil and the Bible says that if we don't stay connected to God, just like Jesus, what did Jesus do to reap what he got? Nothing. He was blameless. And many times what did, and, and here's again what I want to share with people. A lot of times we think that everybody's getting back what they put out. We love to say that when the shoe is on our foot pointing it at somebody else. But the fact of the matter is when we get into the word of God, sometimes you haven't done anything that you're knowledgeable of to deserve it. Because when Jesus was confronted about a blind man and the disciples said, Lord, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he should mm -hmm. be born blind? What happened for him to be able to, to reap this type of uh, lifestyle that he's in? What did he do wrong? And Jesus said, neither, neither but neither. that the glory of God may be manifested. You see, sometimes in this life, and I'm not going to say this, but hypothetically speaking, many times we've made gods out of those husbands. We've made gods out of those wives. We've made God out of ministries. We've made God out of things that are not pleasing in the eyesight of God. And one thing God said, thou shall have no other what before me. Thou shall have no other gods before me so what we saw with that pastor is nothing different that's been happening from the beginning of time as a matter of fact we're seeing it happen more so now so that the sheep can open their eyes and begin to see the warning signs of ungodly leadership around them i mean uh there were people who have been caught doing wrong. And do you know what? The sheep are so gullible, Minister Mildred. Many of them are say, but I know we got a good pastor. I know we got a good this. And many of them have fathered uh, children in the church. I don't see what's good about that. No, it's, it's the blind leading the blind. And, and if you don't get in this word and you just listen to pastor, quote pastor all the time, you're going to be that kind of gullible people. But if you get in this word, you're going to know what God expects of you. And you will not stay in situations where it's conducive, you know, unconducive to the word of God. You have to be in God's word and know what his word says. Now, the question again is rising in people's minds now. Why did God let this happen to First Lady? Because when we look at it one-sided, we see she looks to be a... It's a lot of First Ladies. We've just I'm given an about, illustration but my on point, that but one. But since we took that one. Yes. Now, what could she have done, if anything, to have brought this on? 
Or was it just hypothetically coming off of our mind? Was it just the enemy attacking? Did it, See, in marriage and the family, here's what happens, and here's what God showed me. And I learned this through trial and error. God has made the husband the head of the home. And when that husband neglects to stay connected to God, it is his godly duty to be the priest, to be the way, a warfarer in the home. And when a lack of communication begins to happen between the husband and the wife, many times, because the husband is the head, you know what he begins to do? What does he do, Minister Mildred? What happens when men feel like they can't take it no more? What do they do? Well, uh, well, uh, it's an excuse. They shut down, but they that's, that's down. an excuse. And, and, and women shut down, too. It's and so, and, and it's it, right, but here's my point. This is the reason why we have to rely wholeheartedly on the Holy Spirit. Amen. And because without relying upon the Holy Spirit, see, you're trying to bring what your mama and daddy did into the marriage. And this is what I like to share with a lot of people, too. Uh, a, a lot of times, things are stemming in marriages because people are looking back at their families. They're looking back at the way that uh, mama and daddy came up and, Amen. Many times they're looking, Minister Mildred, because they saw that, you know what, my daddy was a cheating man. He wasn't no good. Or my mama was a cheating man. And they bring all of that even into their new saved life. That's the reason why we tell people that when you, when the, when the word of God says that if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. We think that many times that your old frame of thoughts that you once remembered, everything was wiped away. It's not. But it also said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Clearly saying that, yes, things have happened in our life from childhood up until now. But Christ, amen, wants your mind to be renewed until to the fact whereas what happened with your mom and daddy should not have an impact on your life now that you are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because all things are designated to pass away. All, all things become new. But Bishop. What this man did was new. He just cheated on his wife newly. Oh, he, he did. This wife just cheated on her husband newly. She did. But then we have to understand one important factor. Was God the orchestrator of that? And if it certainly wasn't God, we know who it was. Who was the orchestrator? Because if we don't listen to God, then we begin to operate in the flesh. Amen? Amen. And the Bible says that if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the what? The lust of the flesh. All right. Amen. This flesh, Minister Mildred, is always lusting. Let me tell you something. The flesh does not want to come to the radio station. The flesh does not want to get up on Saturday. It does not want to get up on Sunday and go to church. This flesh does not want to get up and fix her husband's food. That flesh does not want that man to bring his, his money home to his wife. But you know what? When you get in love with Jesus, you want to do everything. So what's happening? I began to seek the Lord, Mr. Mitt, and I think I shared this with you the other day, that many marriages are falling apart because of this primary factor. How many people do you know right now, and I'm not going to ask you personally, but how many people that you know right now that are possibly shacking together? You know any? Oh, sure. You know some people that are living. So in other words, they're living, as the old folks say, in sin. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's what begins to happen, Minister Mildred, and, and this is going to be revelation to some people out there, too, as regards to marriage and the family. There are a lot of pastors, there are a lot of preachers out there. Maybe you're a single pastor trying to pastor a church. And so right now, you're dating some woman. <clears throat> Wrong answer. It ain't going to work. Amen. Dating only creates a sense of what? Sexual promiscuity to take place. 
Amen. If a man is ready to get married, then he needs to ask God to bless him with that godly wife. Now, what happens is this. So now this pastor is seen with this woman out in the open. In many cases, he has fallen into fornication with that potential first lady. All right. Now, after they fall into fornication, here's what goes on. They've opened a door of deception and deceit already. And then what happens is, now watch this, then they go into ministry later on together. But they have never, watch this, they have never repented of the sin. They stood before a man and said, you know what, we want to make it right in God's eyesight. But they're carrying over the baggage of their previous sin, and they never said, man of God, before you pronounce these vows over us, I and this woman need reconciliation before God. They just get there and they say the vows. So what have they done, Minister Mildred? Amen. They have carried the sin of cheating because they first didn't cheat on each other. They cheated on who? God. And they brought that cheating lifestyle over, over into their saved life, and they never repented of it. That's the reason why God had to get David straight. He wanted to run a kingdom, and he had not yet repented. That's why many ministries are folding today, because they had been involved in fornicative lifestyles. They had cheated before God, and they brought that same cheating mentality over. So now we're married. We can do it as much as we want, but you haven't repented of the cheating that you done before you just got before a man and he pronounced vows over you do you vow to do this till death do your part but you never repented of the wrong her or him and these spirits, and that seed yes. is still, still brewing mm -hmm, huh mm -hmm. that seed is still <laughs> growing it's growing now maybe first lady was able to kind of shut her flesh down but yes. that seed is still brewing yes See, they have not been administered the chemotherapy of the Holy Ghost to kill out every German fiber because they never repented of it. Mm -hmm. And so in cases, many cases, that's the reason why a lot of these pastors, first lady, amen, married 10, 15, 20, 30 years, but that seed had never died. Haven't you heard of people who said their cancer was in remission, but then what happened? Amen. It did what? came back. It came back because it was not really properly dealt with. They just dealt with trying to just kill out things. But see, things have to be killed out at the root. And repentance is what killed things out That's at the root. That's right. True repentance. True Amen. Repentance. Godly repentance. Godly, and sorrowful repent. Amen. repentance. Amen. And so this is why we see the onslaught of, of, uh, of, of uh, unfaithfulness happening in uh, uh, marriages, happening in ministries. And at the sound of my voice today, I'm ministering to some pastor out there. Oh, Amen. I'm ministering to some first lady out a there because you brought this into your marriage. Yes. yes. You stood before them, the man of God, and you said, well, you know what? We, we want to make it right in mm -hmm. God's sight. But you did not repent of the fornication that you were committing My before Lord. you did that. Man of God, you got tired of everybody looking at you funny and say, well, it ain't right for her to be coming over your house. Mm -hmm. It don't look right. But you got to repent. First lady, you've got to repent because until you mm -hmm. repent, that door of fornication and cheating is still open. What do you got to add to that, Minister? Amen. You said it, and then you said it real uh, beautifully because that's understandable to let you know when you still got them sins there. Amen. And that and it's going to just feed the flesh. You know, the flesh can still just want more. And before you know it, you'll find yourself still repeating and doing the same thing that you once did with that person. Now you're doing it with someone else because that spirit hasn't been dealt with right. So, and, you know. And even self, 
that, that, that young lady. She says, well, you know what, I, I, I'm faithful to him. Mm-hmm. But you see, the thing about it is you can't be faithful to the man until you're first faithful to God. Exactly. That's it. You can't be faithful to the woman until you're first faithful to God. That's it. And to my to my pastor brother that's been out there, that's caught up in that circumstance right now, it's not going to get right. Marrying the woman ain't going to make it right. You got to first get it right with God. You got to first said, sweetheart, what we have done is an abomination Hallelujah. in the sight of God. Yes. And you know it's just God's goodness and mercy that we're not up under the law because what you've done, what I've done, gives us ground to be stoned to death right yes. now. And so, in essence, what we're sharing with you today on this broadcast is that even though many of you brothers and sisters have got married to make it legal Mm -hmm. in the sight of God, you have not repented and you have not killed out that seed. Well, Bishop Townsend, since then, I've given my life to the Lord. All right. Well, then that should bring about a difference. But here's what happens is. A lot of times people bring their life to the Lord and that just becomes a ritual. Mm -hmm. Repeat after me. Mm -hmm. You ain't godly sorry. Mm -mm. You're just repeating what someone told you to say. And because you're repeating what someone told you to say, it was no different than the pledge allegiance that they had us repeat when we were in kids. Exactly. I pledge allegiance to the, I mean, we, we, we said it feverishly too. We sung my country tears of thee. And many of us had no deeper meaning than what it meant than when we got through singing it. And so that's what happens even still that when that person repeats quote unquote, a sinner prayer, many times, you know what they said, repeat it after me. And when they repeat it, it's so dead. Amen. It's so humdrum. Because it's not coming from the heart. It's not Amen. from the heart. Amen. And when it don't come from the heart, it's really, God ain't heard it. I, I wish everybody could see this video. It's on YouTube. And it shows this young man getting ready to get married at his wedding. It's, it's kind of comical. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Where the, 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 the uh, man of God cannot even finish what? pronouncing him, the wedding vows. <laughs> he cannot even get to him and begin to, to uh, uh, pronounce him wedding. Because this man, he starts shouting. shouting and, and, and he starts praising praise. God. And, and, and everybody will ask the question, what's wrong with him? I mean, is this his first time getting ready to, to have sex with a woman or what? And, and more importantly, it probably was. Well, yes, Lord. But he was praising God for keeping him, him chaste. Hallelujah. And That's pure. Right. That's a fun until word. Until <laughs> that time. So guess what? He ain't bringing no baggage. Yes, Lord. Into his marriage. Yes, yes. You see, the majority of us that have been married have brought the baggage mm. of fornication into the marriage. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We ain't really repented of it. My God. That my husband God. got to go to that wife and say, you know what? I got to repent to you for, for deceiving you. That wife got to say, I repent to God for deceiving you, mm. for luring you to my body, yes, and Lord. for having you. And, and then the man has to say, I repent for accepting your body. Mm. That was not in God's eyesight. And I'm talking to some preachers out there now. Bless I'm talking the Lord. to some first ladies out there. Yes. I'm talking to some apostles. I'm oh, talking to some bishops. I'm Hallelujah. talking, amen, to some, some, uh, some people that are going through in their marriages right yes, now. Yes, because of these things. But I tell you what. Marriage. But I tell you what. Amen. Amen. I don't mind ministering to you to help you get it right. Praise God. Minister Milton, there's a number that they can call. Amen. 662-704-0630. Amen. We would like to call with you and minister to you. Because let me tell you something. Until that comes into play in your life, amen, you can avoid it. You can run from it. Yes. And you say, now, what did I do uh, to, to make him not want me no more? You didn't do nothing, my mm. sister. Let me tell you something. 
until we genuinely repent. Yes, Lord. We're still up under the Adamic curse. Jesus. Amen. That Adamic curse, that's the reason why we see all of this domestic violence, violence among teens said, today. See, people don't want to address the truth of the matter mm -hmm. is. That's the reason why young boys are beating up girls because they're still up under the Adamic curse. Jesus. What was that Adamic Jesus. curse? Jesus. God told Adam and Eve in the garden, he said, and your desire shall be for him and he shall rule over you. That's the word. And that's what most of our young men want to do now. Rule over the, Rule over the young girl. Beat them girl. down. Mm -hmm. 14 and 15 years old, smacking them. And uh, I looked at a horrific sight on uh, uh, the, the news yesterday on the Internet where this man had cut this woman's face all up. Yes, Had Lord. stitches all in her face. Domestic violence is a direct result of sin still emanating. Emily. And this is the reason why the mm. preachers and the teachers have to make our children known that, no, ain't no such thing as girlfriend in church boyfriends mm -hmm. in church uh-uh that constitutes promiscuity holiness is something that must be brought back, back. to the mind frame. bring it back yes Sworn. it's okay to yes. have a friend girl <laughs> yes. yes it's okay to have a friend boy a but, foreign amen, word but now. most of these parents and most of you pastors ought to be shamed letting your daughters be in the room locked up with a boy and yes, you don't see it. what's going on most of you first ladies letting these young boys and girls come over to your son's house and they're locked up in the room Jesus. saying oh we just on the computer looking at something mm -mm. that is an abomination yes, we got is. to get it back right get it back get it back right hallelujah praise be to god that's what's going on wrong so so but now as my wife said how you gonna get it right when you never repented of the wrong yourself amen that's why the children how, messed how, up. how you gonna get it right if you never went to that spouse and say you know what you and i were in sin yes and we needed to repent holy to God for that sin that we committed. Yes, we done gave our life to the Lord, but we just asked God to forgive us of our sin because that's what they told us we needed mm. to do. But we ain't never got godly sorry mm. about shacking up. Delivered. We never got godly sorry mm -hmm. about the men we entertained living with. Hey, listen, I've got to go. Amen. Bless the Lord. <laughs> I've got to go. Our time Amen. is out. Amen. But you can call us immediately after this broadcast. And once again, Minister Miller, what is it? 662 704 Three zero. All right. We love you in Jesus' name. Man. For holiness. Praise the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And if it has, you can correspond with us by simply writing us at 111 Cloverdale Road, Natchez, Mississippi, 39120. That is 111 Cloverdale Road.